so we're back here on another Couch Coach Live. We're here once again under lights here on a Wednesday night. What's going on, JB? Nothing much. What's going on? Nothing much, man. Chilling. And we got our, we got our, we got our cousins in the building, the Hoopers. What's going on, fellas? Yeah, yeah, man. It's the holidays. We, you know, family got to got to click up. So you know what I'm saying. (laughs) So yeah, so man, we got to definitely dive into a the uh, December NBA progress report. So we try and do this monthly. So man, we got definitely got a a lot to talk about tonight. So the first topic I really want to discuss with you guys is. This uh, NBA versus COVID. So obviously, um, pretty much, we've just had so many outbreaks. We had like ninety players that currently that are in the COVID nineteen health and safety oh. protocols. Uh, we got the Nets and the Blazers um, was postponed. Both of those teams are struggling trying to get guys in. The Bulls and the Raptors game um, for tonight is actually postponed as well. Um, you look at like with the Nets situation, no KD. Um, Harden and your boy Carrie fresh, fresh off, and then get and get be on the list. I'm like, yo, this is wild. And then the cat, like another team that's uh, ravaged as well, the Cleveland Cavaliers with eight players in protocol, and then also the Mavericks um, with having Luka Doncic on there as well. So, fellas, the question I really want to ask: Should the league suspend the season after Christmas? I'm gonna go with you first, JB. Your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, I think this is kind of complicated because I think that. We're, here's the thing. Um, these people who are on protocol, are they testing positive for the virus or is it just close contact? I think that's one thing. Um, I think the second thing is this is that like, if I'm not mistaken, like, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I think that there's a lot of recency bias when people discuss this. But last year you had teams that were shutting down for like a week, a week and a half. I mean, I mean, yeah, I know that the Nets are, are, are have currently shut down, but um. You know, I don't. I don't think so, man. Like, um, I think the NHL is a bit different because you saw that they paused, and that has to do with the fact that they have so many teams in Canada. So I, I would say no. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Fresh? That's a, a good point with the NHL, like having so many teams in Canada. But I don't know if they should or if they shouldn't. I don't think that they are. Um, I think the NBA. And really kind of the world period is past, like a lot of pausing and shutdown, and the people are just trying to work and just play the games and figure it out on the fly, honestly. So, like I said, it is a complicated situation because it is how many years close contact to actual positive cases. So, I just can't see it happening the NBA shutting down again. Yeah. What about you, um, W? What's your thoughts? Uh, no, nah, I don't think the NBA gonna shut down. I'm like four or five freshers made the point time and time again. Use the G League that you have, that's what it's there for. Yeah, you see all these. It's not, it's not like you're getting players in the G League, it's best in the G League as well. So, I don't think there's a real reason to shut down. I don't think they want to shut down. Is I, I hate to say this is what it is, and maybe two, three years from now, we get nothing to where it's not a thing, but no, nah, I don't think Adam Silver gonna shut down anything like not not realistically yeah because i know we we talked about it a little bit last week because it was kind of starting i think at that time that's something when chicago had their their outbreak and obviously they're they're good now for the for the time being and, and you know I, I think another thing that we have to discuss too is that like um if the people are getting COVID, are they asymptomatic or are they getting sick? Because, I mean, you know, Jason yeah. Jason Tatum got really sick last year. Like, Jalen Brown got really sick last year. Um, it seems like with, like, DeMar DeRozan, DeMar DeRozan came back on Sunday like a, like a gangbuster. He didn't miss a beat. I mean, he gave the Lakers the business. I mean, like, I, I think uh, I'm just kind of tired of this, man, because I think that, like, people are making it such, like, a black and white issue. And I think that there are a lot of things that you have to consider before even – deciding whether you should do where you should shut down or where you should not shut down. That, that's just my point, man. I'm, I'm kind of tired yeah. of it because it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not just black and white, man. There are yeah. so many layers that people are not really even considering it. The media is not even like, you know, considering it as well. So, yeah. Yeah. And like, cause really, cause last week we looked at it more. So it was the beginning of it. Now it's getting a little bit worse compared to mm-hmm. last week when we kind of discussed it last week. Because I, I was saying, well, we know for sure Christmas is going to be postponed. And you see right. it now that they're kind of pivoting as far as certain matchups might be flexed out. The, the ABC window, you know, it could be a little flexed out. 
Yeah. Uh, but but as far as um, the canceling, like you said, I doubt the NBA no because they've probably, they've already kind of lost that money from 2020. There's no way that they're yeah. gonna try to um, have another shutdown again. And like you said, the G League getting those um what they what, what do they call it the hardship um yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah hardship hardship, yeah. hardship exemptions yeah something like that yeah, so yeah you get guys a lot of you know guys are getting opportunities um to to play in the league and like you said it's just hey I don't yeah I definitely don't think they're going to um it's too much money involved um and I even think I think because the Warriors I know Toronto they're minimizing their spectators like they only get like 50 percent of the fans and I don't know if my memory serves correct. I don't know if Golden State is doing the same. If my memory, I don't know if it was Golden State or okay. or was another team, but I'm not sure. But I know for certain Toronto has um a limit has um you know as far as their capacity wise. And I think that's probably going to be the only drastic change potentially yeah. for maybe a few weeks and kind of let it die down. But as far as with the players concerned, oh they're gonna play. They're gonna figure a way. Remember, <laughs> they was even talking about if guys are tested positive and then if they were asymptomatic that they could potentially come off the list yeah, now, i remember yeah. they were talking about that they were proposing that thing we were talking about that last week too we're like so yeah there's no way they're gonna they're gonna shut this thing down and you know i just also think that like um do we really need to test people if they're if they're asymptomatic like i mean based off of all of the information i've gotten when you're asymptomatic and you have no like you're not you don't have any symptoms you're not as contagious so, I mean, like, the, I think that's the thing that, like, people have to look at. Like, I like how many of these players are actually testing positive for COVID is my question. Because you're right. saying protocol. And as far as I'm concerned, I think protocol could just be like, oh, DeMar DeRozan's wife. She maybe her sister no, yeah. got it. Yeah. yeah, or something like that. So I mean, like, yeah, yeah. What, yeah, I mean, at, yeah, close yeah, So Like, what, what, are, what, are, what are we, what are we doing? Like, I mean, that, that's my question. Yeah. Uh, question, yeah. Yeah. And that's the th- yeah. And that's the thing where it's just like like in that fact, good good example. Like um when I did um one of the shows like what I do Monday. Oh, overreaction Monday. So shout shout out to uh guy Mo. And we was talking about it off air because we was thinking to ourselves like because you, you know asymptomatic is kind of one of things where that's like anybody, anybody could could have it. But yeah. you know, obviously, because due to the testing and everything, so it's, just, it's one of the things where it's like we kind of not question the validity of it, but it's just like it's a ton of people who are walking around here positive, but they're asymptomatic. So yeah. that's the thing where it, it draws that that line. But this is you know this that's just the nature of the beast how it is, and just and like you said, I think I kind of we knew kind of the spike. I knew the NFL was was trying to do things before Thanksgiving to kind of. Um, you know, stop the you know, you know stop the uh, transmission of it. Right. So, and I think it's gonna be something that's we're probably gonna. It's, it, you'll see another wave. Um, you know, Jan, you know, January, potentially early February. Yeah, Super, <laughs> yeah. Bowl, Super Bowl All Star break. Super Bowl, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Cleveland, yeah, Cleveland about to be a super spreader. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so fellas, the next topic I want to talk about. Is our boy Kyrie Irving? So our boy Kyrie Irving is back. Oh, <laughs> all I know, hey, y'all better behave. You know? nah, <laughs> That's all I gotta say. All right now, y'all. I'm cool, I'm cool, I'm cool. <laughs> all right now. I'm cool. I'm cool. Right. I ain't gonna do nothing. I ain't gonna say nothing to nobody. I know you. Know, you know y'all know what I'm talking about, but y'all, we, y'all good. It's all good, brother. Hey. We we speak, you speak, everybody speak your mind. It ain't no, ain't no judgment. Everybody cool with it. So that's that's the beauty about the group, man. No, but uh, so Kyrie Irving is back. So he's deemed now as a part time player. So obviously he can't play in the state of New York and also in Toronto. Right. Um. So my biggest thing is, uh, what impact do you guys think Kyrie Irving will have, um, as a part time player? I'm gonna go with you first, JB. Your thoughts? Uh, I mean. I mean, right now, I mean, he helps them all. I mean, they've been, they've been, I mean, they've been decimated by COVID. I mean, I don't know, man. It's it's kind of an interesting thing because, like, uh, he definitely could help them, but he could definitely also hurt their chemistry. Now, I, I do think with him being on more of a veteran team, because, you know, the chemistry with Boston 2018-2019 was all kind of messed up. They were a bit of a younger team, but I think with this team, it won't matter as much. But like, I don't, I don't know. Like, just 
this isn't the MLB, man. This isn't like, oh, you're going to pitch game one, game four, game seven of the series or whatever. You know, like, you would hope that your point guard, like a guy who's an all-star, you know, could play for you, like, not just on the road, but, you know, home games as well. So, like, I mean, like, I I, I don't know. Um, just my, 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 my bet is that, like, at some point or another, he's going to get the vaccine. I think that's going to happen at some point or another, but like I, he helps them, but in the playoffs, does he help them that much though? If he can only play on road games, I'm not sure. Yeah. All right. Oh, All that is fair. That was definitely fair. I just want to say, I did say Kyrie was going to play this year first and foremost, but yeah. I think when you add a player like Kyrie, I'm going to take this real quick. <laughs> but I think when you add a player like Kyrie who at any moment, can not only get you 27, but he can go out and get you 35. He can get you seven, eight, three, some nine, 10, 11 assist game to a team that needs steady guard play, especially when James Harden. We don't know what's wrong with James Harden right now. We can all say James Harden not playing his best. I think that's an honest opinion right now. So when you add a player like Kyrie, and I think we forget, you say, oh, he can only play on the road. Think about how many times they're going to go through a five-game road trip, a five-game road trip, five-game road trip, a six-game road trip. Maybe they say, well, we are a veteran team, so maybe we don't have to stay in first place. Maybe they go and get fifth place. Now he can't play four. Now he can't play four row games and you get him four out of the seven games. I don't I'm not gonna say if he's gonna get the vaccine or not, because I understand why he doesn't want to get it. I understand the background and all that. I'm not gonna get into it because it's personal business. But I think outside of chemistry, but when you're playing with your friends, that chemistry is gonna be there. It's always like him and Kevin Durant are friends. James Harden's going fit, to fit in there in some kind of way. And just adding a veteran guy who all the young players like as well, like Nick Claxton loves him, Cam Thomas. Like, I don't think Kyrie disrupts his team, and it's just adding another 27, basically 90, 50, 40 player. Team. It can't hurt, especially on the road. Right. Yeah, I think the issue doesn't come up until the playoffs, honestly, because they're not going to yeah. finish fifth. They're not. The issue don't come into the playoffs and if you potentially have a game seven at home and he's not there. I don't think the chemistry is going to hurt because everybody knows who to give the ball to if it's an issue. Kevin Durant is the undisputed best player on their team, no matter who's yeah. on the team, so it's not a power struggle there. We know that James wants to facilitate more and Kyrie's going to fit in as a scorer, so I don't think the chemistry, especially during the regular season, is really the issue. It's just really when we get playoffs. Into the playoffs yeah. Because yeah. if you do got to play game seven at home against Giannis, I mean, yeah, yeah. it would be nice to have Kyrie out there yeah, on the floor. Sure. I, I, <laughs> so, I, yeah, I definitely And they're in yeah. first place now, so unless they play <laughs> the Suns or the Warriors, they're going to be at home. Um, but I always I, – I, from the start, didn't really have a problem with him being a part-time player. I just always wondered – how the playoffs will work. And initially, yeah. the regular season, but he's cleared to practice. So, I mean, which the NBA, they only practice so much even before COVID. So, I'm not worried about the chemistry of the regular season. He's just doing the playoffs. But Adam Kyrie clearly will elevate the team. The Nets are really good, but they're – I don't think they're as deep as some people make them out to be. I just no. think Kevin Durant's really good. James Harden is solid. Marcus is good. You got Patty. Yeah. Then everybody else – Whoever has a good night tonight plays, honestly. Yeah. Um, so Kyrie help helps them. So it gets tricky yeah. to play out though. Um and maybe I don't know. Um before you go, Chris, maybe maybe he can talk to Antonio Brown and Avender Kane about getting a, like a big vaccine card. See if that works out. <laughs> I just had to get that one in. I'm done. <laughs> you know, Adam Silver might let that let that fly for real. <laughs> and and Ron Gadell only gave him gave A B three games. Kyrie would get a slap on the wrist. Right. Like, <laughs> right there, like whatever. Yeah, I'm right. like, oh well, he, well, you know, Kyrie's good for the league, and you know, we made a lot of. Oh, okay, Kyrie, I'm gonna find you twenty five thousand dollars. This is, it's okay. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's it. Yeah. I don't know. That might be a good little plan, but but <laughs> pay the chef, though. If you if you if you doing some dirt, pay everybody, man. <laughs> hey, yeah. no, that's it, right? Let that be a that, let that be a dirt learning lesson. If you do dirt, pay your debt because. Right. <laughs> but um yeah, I mean like you said, I don't necessarily have a problem with um with him, you know, doing being a part-time player. Like like you said, to me, when it comes to his stance and stuff, that's it, that's on him. He's a grown yeah. man. He do he gotta do what, what's best for him. At the end of the day, this man got, you know, 
we all got consequences to to our, to our actions. So hey, mm-hmm. if he wants to do that, that's cool on him. Um, like you said, and I don't have a problem with him, you know, playing role games. I I would hope that hopefully by the time, and like you said, the biggest question mark is gonna be the playoffs, because yeah. obviously, like you saying, if you have a game seven in the Eastern Conference, <laughs> he's not gonna be playing potentially. But I still, and I know I was was kind of holding up, holding out. On the new mayor, uh, uh, well, the new mayor of New York um, City, um, uh, well, I cannot believe I forgot. Adams, Eric Adams, Adam, Eric Adams. Adams, yeah, yeah, my guy, yeah. So I was, you know, I was hoping maybe potentially that he can, it, it that could be ban- um, be lifted, but I know I, I don't think he has plans of lifting that ban at, initially. So who who's to say what could happen in April? Hopefully, it could be it could be lifted. But like you said, I don't like you said I don't necessarily have a problem with what Kyrie is doing. Hey, everybody has has to make their own decision. It shouldn't be forced. Like right. you know, hey, 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 <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, yeah, I'm, 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 saying, right. Right. I'm right there with you, man. All right, hey, I got a car and mine's legit. So I mean, you know, hey, and some people don't, and it's cool. And that, hey, I live your life. Hey, that's how we are. We, you know, it's, 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 it's no left, right around here. We in the middle. So you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but I yeah, I just hope like you know that the ban could be potentially lifted um, with with that because I just I don't I necessarily don't think that makes sense. Right, like right. you know, just that just that stipulation as far as um, the state of New York um, is concerned with that. But um, yeah. And I think, like you said, when they go on those, and you know, the continuity, he'll get that back with the guys. And like, you know, they had a long road trip, which you know would be now. And uh, apparently, even before like all the players started, uh, like before the Nets had to postpone the games, said that KD and James Harden kind of went to them and said that they need to bring Kyrie back anyway. So Um, they they kind of was trying to make it happen anyway. Right. Yeah, and they're trying to, you know, and hopefully they can, you know. And it'll work because, like you said, like it's it's not a young it's not a young team, it's a veteran team. They all cool with them, so it's it's not gonna be. There's no there's no riff in the locker room. That's not like oh you know, I'm mad at them because it did. So they said the third, like they everybody cool with each other. So and everybody understand his you know, yeah, his plight. But yep. And they all understand that when it gets tough, give the ball to the tall, skinny guy. As long as you, when, when you got that, correct. You got that, you right. make it a little better because there's no, there's right. no power struggle. We know who the best on this team is. Yeah, man, we know. Yeah, we know who gonna take that last shot, right? Yeah, this ain't Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Speaking of that. <laughs> Man, what in the hell is going on with the Los Angeles Ooh. Lakers, guys? So the Lakers are coming in. They are 16 and 16. They are the seventh seed in the Western Conference. Obviously, yesterday they got thrashed by the Phoenix Suns. Yep. And we know AD is out for um six four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. Vogel's on the protocol. That's another one. So fellas. What's wrong with the Lakers, and how can we and, and how can they be fixed? I'm gonna go with you first, uh, JB. Your thoughts on the Lakers? Uh, I mean, like, what? We're we're bashing ARP's favorite team. Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, I mean, the biggest problem is in their front office. I mean, uh, what's the GM's name again? I always forget his name. Kobe's uh, Rob, best Rob friend, Rob Palinka. Rob, Rob, okay, here's BFF. the thing. Like, look, uh, here's here here's the thing. I'm gonna say, man, and people aren't gonna like what I'm gonna have to say about this. Or whatever. Okay, what did the Lakers do? What have the Lakers done in the last like 11 or 12 years, other than be a big market? What have they done? Answer the question for me. They they lucked into they basically they well no 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 they won the championship because they are a big market they're L A Lakers and they basically lucked into like LeBron James and Anthony Davis I mean I mean yeah. like okay let's just let's just I'm gonna before I get into how we can fix them or whatever let's just take them out of L A and let's mm-hmm. put them in Oklahoma City they would be. A freaking dumpster fire. Okay, so like, here's what I'm saying. Put Rob Palinka. Put Rob Palinka. Just sw- swap the franchises. Uh, put 
the Lakers in Oklahoma City for like five years and put the Oklahoma City Thunder in uh, L.A. for five years. And we just keep the front offices the same. I have a feeling that the Lakers, if they moved to Oklahoma City, they would not exist in five years. That's just all I'm going to say. Um, how can you fix them? I don't know if you can fix them. I mean, like, I think the team is broken. I mean, like, uh, Russ is starting to play a little better, but, like, I don't – I never really liked the whole Russ-LeBron, like, connection. I think that when you're playing with LeBron, you want LeBron to be your primary ball handler. You want to surround him by shooters. Russ is not a shooter. Russ is not – a spot up shooter. He's not a good shooter. He's my guy. I mean, like his shooting has gotten worse, man. I'm, don't you remember like back in like 15 and 16 when he could make a wide open mid range shot? Have you seen some of the like shots that he misses and how horrible they are? That's one thing. And then the second thing is Anthony Davis can't stay healthy. Well, we got into remember Chris, remember ballers? Uh, Deshaun was arguing with me about like uh, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis has only played 74 times in a year, twice. He's injury prone. I mean, and at this point of LeBron's career, he can't really carry a team like he could. This is not like 31, 32-year-old LeBron James. This is like 36, I'm going to be 37 like next week. I mean, he can only do so much or whatever. Basically, when they signed Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis was supposed to be the guy on the team, and he's injury prone, and he hasn't played the same like he has in the bubble. I, I don't, I don't think you can fix this team. I mean, I think this team is it's a it's a it's an older team, and when you surround your team with a bunch of older players, a lot of stuff has to go right, and you can't really have injuries. And if that doesn't happen, I don't think it can be fixed. I think that they're looking at getting knocked out in the first round again. Hmm. Yeah. Ooh, I'm not ooh, mad at him. What's wrong with the Lakers? Are, <laughs> they look like LeBron looks like Jordan with the Wizards. The mm. only difference is when Jordan <laughs> came to the Wizards, he wasn't left with a lot of assets to trade for another top 10 player in the NBA. And the season didn't shut down, and they go to a bubble. <laughs> <laughs> the Lakers they came into the year with a lot of like they started with injuries. Reza was out to start, and none, and Wayne Ellington, and Everybody was out, and then LeBron was hurt. We, like he said, we never knew if Westbrook and LeBron was going to work anyway. Palinka said he basically said they got Westbrook because LeBron was old and they didn't want to put such a load on him. So they wanted another facilitator on the team because remember, they had a trade. I actually remember people reporting the Buddy Hill trade, and then like 10 minutes later, like, oh no, 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 they trade for Westbrook because <laughs> at the last minute they found out that they could get him. But Buddy Hill probably made more sense for the team. Because LeBron should be oh. playing point guard. When they won the championship, LeBron played point guard. But I get they wanted to, to lessen his load. But you could have made his load better by putting a better fitting team around him. And how about, like, keeping Caruso as well? I mean, you basically parted ways with Caruso, like, what, for, like, what, like, $10 million? Like, what's $10 million, like, four years? I mean, I just don't like what the front office has been doing. I don't think – I mean, it. here's my thing. It looks like Palinka liked was looking at like 2012 the nba season is like man this will be a great roster let me get carmelo anthony let me get russell westbrook you know like he's like he put together a team that would have been really good in 2012 well Melo not the problem because Melo's been really good no 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 i don't think i don't i don't i don't think he's the problem either i mean but i think that if when he's playing 30 when, when he's playing 30 when he's playing 30 minutes a game and he and he's he's a disaster like he is on defense, I mean he can be part of the problem. I mean, I mean he he does he have good games sometimes. Because you gotta have somebody to make the shots for him. But the problem they should have made the trade for Buddy Hill because Westbrook and LeBron just really don't fit. So oh, I agree. On Melo, that's depending on Melo and Anthony Davis to be the best two players not working. That's terrible. <laughs> I don't think I got enough front court there. I think. That too. They yeah. thought DeAndre Jordan was going to yeah, be. Yeah, I think DeAndre Jordan played in three years and they thought he was going to be his play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I said, 2012, they were looking at 2012 statistics. And it was like, oh man, DeAndre Jordan, man, it would be great. Mind yeah, you, he, he's looked like garbage. Definitely, he's definitely yeah. looked bad. Like they took the only reason he's in rotation now is because Anthony Davis is hurt. But they just don't, they don't have enough front court depth. They don't have a, a uh, they don't have a team sustained to play 48 minutes consistently with the way I know this sounds crazy, but they don't have a team that's built to play a whole game with the way their roster and the offense is built. Their defense is good, but it's like their defense is good. Okay, 
their offense is, is, is just as bad as they as bad as their offense is, is, is. That's how good their defense is. So they're an average team, and that's what they equals out to. And yeah. I know it sounds crazy because he's been. I think his last. I'm pretty sure over the last two weeks he's averaging like 33, 34 points. LeBron is old, and and there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. And because he's such an athletic specimen, it doesn't look like he's old because he will come down and get some dunks. It's like, oh, man, he's been doing that for the last 15 years. Right. He has, but he's getting older. So when teams take off on him, he ain't got that second win to keep running with them young bulls. Like, he don't. It's funny you say when teams take off because I literally watched like three <laughs> plays this week where usually – Players shy away from LeBron because they think they he gonna get the chase out dunk and they just dunk. They just dunk it. Like, <laughs> oh my boy, get Kobe, Kobe White, Kobe White. Usually Kobe White. They do a reverse. Or they, see, they know LeBron there. They like he did. Yep. He, he doesn't have that. I'm not saying he's not still one. Like you don't have the game plan like oh we're playing Lakers. LeBron is out there. He joined for the Wizards, and that's and that's cool. Sure, when he got Anthony Davis, he would have won championship too. Jordan for the Wizards, but he's been hurt more the last couple years than he's been in his home. He's probably missed more games the last two years than he's been in his whole career. career. That's a fact. Yeah. yeah, and well, yeah, the last, the last, the last since since beginning of him coming to LA, man, he's been a bit injury prone. I mean, the first year he had the groin where he missed like what, like a month and a half, two months with that. So I mean, like he's he he's fought like they like Charles Barkley always say, father time, undefeated man, Sabatru. Right. true. Right, he's just such a great player that his decline is a tad bit slower offensively. Yeah. Defensively, yeah. Yo, he, he's done. He just can't. Oh, yeah, LeBron, he just can't defend you. like he wants to. Like I seen you know, Mark put up on him the other night, like he wouldn't even. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they have to figure out a way to get younger but better at the same time. And I don't know if they have the assets to get younger, better players. And the younger players they have have to be consistent. Taylor Horn Thornton have to play better. I know everybody thinks he's. Is all star, but he isn't. Malik Monk, who I love to death, has to be more consistent. Um, Russell Westbrook, who isn't a younger player, he just has to be better. I think we all commit that. Um, I think though, it's talks of them considering trading Russ, so it's a matter if they're gonna just do it because, of course, they might not want to. Because if you trade Russ, it's like, oh, you just traded for him, man, you trading him, what the hell is going on? But sometimes you just got to do it. If it don't no, work, I, it don't work. No, that's absolutely true. And I get that. I'm not even disputing that. But it's always, you know, we always ask, well, who are you trading him for? Like, he's too good for that trade. But who, but who, but <laughs> my question, but, who but, but, but yeah, who's trading for him? I mean, to, what, he's got two years left on that contract at 91 million. Who, who wants that? They're in a tough position exactly. where they're in win this year and next year or next year mode and, I don't think they yeah. have a win this year or next year team, and Frank Vogel is probably going to get fired in the offseason. I know, think, I think, I think Frank Vogel. I'm not trying to be mean here. I, like I think Frank. Frank I think, I think, I think. Oh no, I like Frank Vogel too. But I think Frank Vogel like when it's a protocol on purpose. <laughs> I think he. I think he went to. I think he went to. I think. I think he. I think he went into protocol on purpose. He's a man. Fuck this, man. I just need like I need a week away from this team. Sitting in the house, chilling. Like I can't do that. Right. But yeah. Right. Yeah, because the biggest thing is training for Russ. Because you got to think about it. The asset that uh, that uh, that a trade partner team has to give away, and I think that's kind of the Lakers' biggest issue too. When they traded, they got a, like the Wizards got a nice haul for they Russell did. Westbrook. They did, and people don't like you look at you got Cal Kuzma, you got Trez, uh, KCP. Um, who else was in that trade? I think it was some. Uh, who else was in that trade? That was it. Well, that's the main pieces. The main pieces, and you think to yourself like. Who's gonna trade for Russell Westbrook at this point? Like, I'm not at this point, right? Right, because like you said, he's been tra- you know, he's been traded every year, so every it's almost year for like three years, like, right? Really so it's just like, like, and then you look at just any other team that you would, I don't even think that you can even look at a team and be like, who would really want him? Like, oh, guess, who look him as a piece? Maybe Boston, but what is Boston trade for Westbrook to where it's worth? And I don't. Westbrook. And, and not only has he been traded the last three years, I'm going to throw this out, and I'm not putting all this on you, but like if you look at the teams he was traded from, all three of those situations, well, we we really don't know because like we, because last year was kind of weird with Washington, but you look at 
Oklahoma City, and you look at Houston, then you look at LA now, all three of those situations have become toxic. They become toxic. And I'm not saying he's the only reason for it, but I mean, you can't keep on there. There's a correlation between him being on the team and the, and the situation becoming toxic. Like that situation in Oklahoma City was really toxic. Some of the stuff that they were doing and basically Dame did the goodbye to him. And then you look at what happened in Houston in the bubble. Like, I'm not saying that he look, he's a he plays really hard. He's a very good athlete or whatever. But like, I don't think he's good for your team chemistry. And that's what I'm going to put out like that. And I think Laker fans fell in love with the fact that it, he was a big name. And I think that you didn't need the big name. You have LeBron James and you have like Anthony Davis. You just needed to fill your roster out with shooters. Yeah, man. I agree with that. Like I told, like I told my boy who a cat fan, <laughs> Braun coming home, bro. Yeah, Braun going home. No. Braun coming home. I'm telling you, Don't it starts All Star Weekend. Don't do it. Bro, he going back, man. Just retire. Don't, don't just retire, bro. Just retire. Don't do that it. That boy going back home to Cleveland. Not a third time. Not a third time. Right. Oh, he, he started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. He going back, bro. Like, do ain't it. no way, shoot. But... Don't do it, bro. Don't do it. I'm already disappointed. Don't do it, bro. <laughs> right, right. Man. Oh, that's right. He's that's right. He's a free agent at the end of the year. <laughs> Bro, yeah, I forgot about that. And you got to think about it. And then with Anthony Davis injuries, because like you said, he's supposed to be the man at this point. This supposed to be his prime. This supposed to be his prime because he's not even what? He's like 27, 28 years old. And I think 28 going on, 28 going on 40. But I mean, that's right. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I be thinking like he just age is growing. No, yeah, right, I mean, he be Braun age, right? But yeah, I'm telling you, bro. Hey, <laughs> Braun going back. All Star Weekend, he gonna start kind of getting a little, get himself acclimated. But yeah, he gonna, yeah, he gonna give his two week notice. He ain't gonna finish out the two weeks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, he going back. Watch. But yeah. So before we talk about the Hawks, man, let's play some, pay some bills real quick, fellas. So this week, Couch Coach Labs brought to you by the good folks at Built Bar. Um, it's a truly standout among protein bars with its exceptional nutritional profile and so many delicious flavors. Use our promo code off the ball, which provides you, your friends, and your family with a 10% off discount. Head over to builtbar.com. Use our promo code off the ball. So it's a little subject that's gonna hit close to home, you know. Bruh, what is going on with the Hawks, man? <laughs> So we know that Atlanta Hawks um, currently are 14 and 15, and they mm. are the, currently the 11th seed in the Eastern Conference. Mm. Home mm. team. Mm. What, what's, what's going on? I'm going to yeah, go with the fellas first. I'm going to go with you first, um, <laughs> Fresh. What happened? Too, too much lemon pepper, man. Too much lemon hey. pepper. <laughs> <laughs> The Hawks came into the season and they did the number one thing I told them not to do at the end of last year and at the beginning of this year. You can't ride on last season thinking that that matters. No matter what you think about it, it's slightly easier to win when teams kind of overlook you. They had some things working for their favor and they took advantage of it because the Hawks have a really good team. So they came into the year kind of feeling themselves. They've also had some injuries yeah. and things like that, but it's been put out there when the best player on the team is saying He's boring. the regular season He's is boring. boring. Yeah, that doesn't it, help. It, it is boring until you don't win enough games and don't make the playoffs. <laughs> so <laughs> they come to the year and the focus just wasn't where it was supposed to be. Uh, it's different when you're the hunted. Um, they were supposed to come to the year focused and ready to run through the regular season as a team that was put up at the top of the East with the other team. It's usually that younger team, which the Hawks are the younger team, that wins during the regular season because you got the incentive to do it. You can play the game. The Hawks were really deep and things like that. But mm -hmm. our defense has been terrible. Um, our second unit has been terrible. Uh, Nate's rotations have been bad. Um, so it's just a, it's a lot of different things to fix. And there's also been injuries. DeAndre Hunter's been out. Bogdanovich has been out. Um uh, uh Gallinari this time at the, the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, the uh the, the Ricky Big O, he missed almost all last year and he's been hurt this year too. So yeah, every play a part too. Um some people think it's a disconnect with the team, maybe not listening to Nate 
which we heard last year with Lloyd Pierce. So, and you kind of forget last year the Hawks went through their growing pains also too because right. they start off hot and they go through these struggles and then we revert to this game of Trey shooting 25 shots a game. And it looks good because he has 40 points, but nobody else is getting over 10 shots. So it just hurts the overall team. But we need to play better defense. They need to insert some youth into the second unit and the second unit just needs to play better overall. Nah, yeah, I definitely agree with all that. Injuries has kids killed us over the last few years, but – Trey Young, 10 games into the season, coming out and saying the regular season is boring, is why we're in this predicament. Because now, what are you playing for in the regular season? Because you're like, clearly you're not playing to go to the playoffs. So we know he's, can, we know Trey Young can get his numbers and we, he can get them when he wants. That's not the problem. The problem is he's not involving John Collins. Has to, they got to involve John Collins. And I said this the other day because Blue Williams is second on the team and uses Raiders, which is terrible for him to be coming off the bench. But they don't. I don't think they have enough balance in the offense, and it always happens around. It's happened around this time last year, around this time the year before, where I'm not saying Trey is worried about getting his numbers to be an All Star and all of that, but Trey is com- coming. Trey gotta, he got to be an All Star. <laughs> <be> <laughs> so Trey, like, they, they just got a lot of bad offensive chemistry going on right now, and they're not playing a lick of defense, which was also the problem. So Nate just got to stay in their ear consistently to to make them understand that. These games are important because these games build the good habits that win you championships in the playoffs and win you playoff series consistently. And we don't want to be fighting for our lives at the end of the regular season for an 11th or 10th spot in the wild card playing game because we didn't take November, December, January seriously because we was ready to get to the fun part of the season whenever that starts. And to say the regular season <laughs> is really immature and it's stupid, honestly, because yeah. it, I mean, if you don't win the regular season, you don't play in the playoffs. So it don't even make sense to even think that way. Oh, for sure. All right. JB, your thoughts on the Hawks? Um, well, I, I kind of had them as the team that I thought was going to take a step back this year. I think I had them like maybe as my fifth or my sixth seed. Um, I think the biggest thing is they just need to stay healthy. I mean, the same thing happened last year. They had a lot of injuries. They were finally able to get help. And here's my thing. I think that Nate McMillan got a bit too much credit last year. Like, Lloyd Pierce got killed. And, like, look, I I have qualms with Lloyd Pierce as a coach. Mm -hmm. But I think that basically he kind of got – he got the short end of the stick because there were a lot of because there were a lot of injuries that they were dealing with, and then Nate takes over and they finally get healthy. And I'm not really a huge fan of Nate McMillan. I think that he's a. I mean, I don't think he's a horrible coach, but I just think that he's he's so so. His rotations have always been a big thing uh, with me. Where I in Indiana, like so, I remember in 2018 when the Pacers were going against the Cavs. I really thought the Pacers should have won that series, but he just did some funky stuff with uh, his rotations, and the Cavs ended up beating them. Um, in um, the first round, but my thing is this, man. Like, uh, you you need you need for Gallinari to stay healthy. You need uh, you need uh, Bogdanovich to stay healthy, and just losing DeAndre Hunter, man. That's that's huge, man. He's such a good defender. He's a really smart guy. Has a high IQ. Very, very, very good defender, and he's a very good shooter too. So, I mean, when you're missing guys like that, it, it hurts. But one of the things that I find uh, bothersome is just them losing these leads in the fourth quarter. Like, you you, you expect this from a, a young team, and I understand that they're a young team, but they, they're a young team with playoff experience. Yep. So I feel like they shouldn't be – yeah, you're, you're going to blow. It's an 82-game season, man. You're going to blow some games that are just like, you know, gut punches. But, you know, they've lost quite a few this year already. Like at the Philly game a few weeks ago on um, ESPN was one. They only scored like 10 points in the fourth quarter, which is – you know, unacceptable, man. Like you have that kind of talent on your team. Trey Young, like, get to the fucking foul line. Um, then uh, you know, I saw like maybe what was it like about a week and a half ago they lost the home game against Houston where they all where they like let Houston outscore them. Yeah, I mean, you can't lose games like that. Those are games that you have to win. Um, and I'm just gonna throw this out here. Uh maybe you shouldn't have given Nate McMillan the head coaching job. Like uh, I'm just going to throw this out there. And I, I know that like, I'm, 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 I'm a huge Rick Carlisle fan, but like, I think maybe you don't give Nate that job. And I understand that there's a lot of outrage because he got them to the conference house, but maybe you give that job to somebody like a Rick Carlisle. I think that if Rick Carlisle was with him, I would like, he wouldn't be doing some of the crazy stuff with the rotations that Nate McMillan does. And his team should generally, they do a really good job of uh, of defending as well too. So I, I 
I don't know if Nate was the right guy for the job. I think that he got, and you saw this happen. Um, I know a uh, different sport, but I've seen it happen in the NHL before where uh, an interim coach comes in, the team does really well in the playoffs and they give the coach the job and you're like, maybe they shouldn't have gave this coach this job. And I'm thinking the same thing about Nate. Like, and I like, I, I like Nate. I think that Nate's uh, he's, he's okay. But I mean, like, is he a championship contending coach? Is he a championship caliber coach? I don't think he is. That's fair. No, that's about Yeah, and he like I agree a hundred percent with the like the team last year. Like it was such a disconnect with Lloyd Pierce. It was easy to scapegoat him, but Nate did get the fortune of he got all the healthy players and then yeah. he went off. Yeah. Definitely agree with that. Yeah, point the up. Got a, got a good, um, interesting matchup on Saturday, you know, the one that we've been anticipating for a minute, you know, <laughs> Hawks and Knicks, you know. I got one problem with this matchup. The Knicks did not be at home because they did not win that series. Yeah, it should be. It should be. be in Atlanta. Yeah. I just want to see. I just want to see. I just want to see Trey Young just, like, taunt, like, the Knicks fans. I, I just, I just love that. Like, I just think that if there's a really good, if there's a really good light skinned player, just have him going against the Knicks in the playoffs. Because Trey Young's the, Trey Young's the shorter, the shorter version of Reggie Miller. Just, just have him like giving it to Spike Lee or whatever. Like, have that happen like once every 15 years. That makes it more entertaining. Yeah, I loved it because, like, especially in the playoffs when they, uh, they was like bullying him. And he's all, you know, you see everybody behind him against him. And he did yeah. doing his thing, doing. I was like, yeah, he he's arrived. Yeah, yeah. he's arrived. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, let's see what we got here next, fellas. So, we have the NBA. We definitely <laughs> passed way past the quarter quarter mark of the season. So, who has been your biggest overachiever this season? I'm gonna go with you first. Fresh, what you got? My my biggest overachiever is. And I don't even really mean this in a bad way, but I, it's the Cavs, honestly, because yeah. the Cavs are legit really good. And I think if they take it lightly, they're going to win a series in the playoff, at least one because their defense is on point. But the, I think the Cavs are, what, fifth right now? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like, who, who saw that coming? Fifth, their top – I know for a fact top five in defense. might be top three in defense. Um, they have two players that look like they could be all-stars. Not that they're going to get two all-stars, but they got two players mm-hmm. in Carlin and Jared Allen, both playing all-star basketball. I think Mobley is leading a lot of the rookie of the year um, trackers or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I just think the Cavs, like, being this good. But, then, you know, looking at their roster up and down, a lot of stuff makes sense to me of why they're good. I mean, they got good size in their starting lineup. Mobley's a really good defensive player. He's going to pretend for defensive player of the year in his career. But then on the bench, they got good vets coming off the bench with Rubio and Love. Kevin Love decided he wanted to play basketball this year. And uh, right. uh, Jerry, Jerry Austin. So they, the Cavs really have a solid team. And J.B. Biggerstaff, though he's not a elite coach, he does usually coach quality basketball. So uh, the Cavs is my biggest overachiever. Yeah, big time. What you got, um, W? I definitely second that Cavs being the biggest overachieving overachieving. Once again, not the disrespect or the bad way, but nobody saw them being in fifth. Darius Garland is looking like he's a future top five or six point guard. Jared, Jared Allen is him and Darius Garland in the pick and roll is amazing. Let's just start. I'm gonna start right there. Evan Mobley seems to be the next great power forward or center, whichever one he sticks at. Kevin Love, Ricky Ruby off the bench, Jetty Oldsman, Isaac Okoro has filled in good for uh, Colin Sexton, who when they add him back next year as a 25-point right. game score, they're going to be scary. But they could, like I say, they could sneak up team in the playoffs in the series because, A, they're going to have great point guard play from Darius Garland. B, their defense is going to be stout between Evan Mobley and Jerry Allen defending the rim. And they got shooting everywhere. Garland can shoot, Mobley can shoot, Lori Markinen can shoot. Kevin Love can shoot Ricky Rubio as his career keeps going is a come, become a knockdown shooter, so it's just gonna they're gonna be a fun team to watch for the next four or five years as long as LeBron James doesn't go back there. <laughs> <laughs> what you got, JB? Oh man, yeah, you guys took it. So I'm gonna go with another team. I'm gonna go out west. I'm gonna go with uh, yeah, uh, definitely Cleveland. Cleveland would be my my pick out east. 
I'm going to go with Memphis, man. I think what Memphis has done thus far this year has been very, very impressive from the standpoint of they, they've had a lot of injuries. John Morant's missed substantial time. Dylan Brooks has missed substantial time. Jaron Jackson still doesn't look right. And you have to hope if you're a Memphis fan that he gets together because I think he's the missing piece from the team being just like a good team that makes the playoffs to a team that could be, you know, be potentially elite. So, I mean, I'm really, really impressed with Memphis. Uh, they have a good coach. Um, they've done a really good job with their player development or whatever. Um, you know, um, I understand the move of them trading Valanchunas for Steven Adams because Steven Adams is a, is a better defender and that's worked out so far pretty good for them for them so far so yeah you know um i'm, I'm really impressed with memphis and I, I also have to say golden state man like look i think i, I when i was doing my preseason projections like i i had golden state as like maybe like a 40 49 win team golden state's gonna easily win like 55 56 games this year they could end up winning 60 like with just what they've done and uh, you look at what Steph is doing. He's back to like what he was doing in you know 2015, 2016 when he was MVP. And uh, Draymond Green, man, he looks like a different player. Man, Draymond Green looks like he's about four or five years younger, just the way he's moving around. He's playing with so much more energy. He looks like he lost weight too in the off season. But like I, I would say, Memphis and Golden State to me out west have been uh, the biggest overachiever because with Golden State, like. All the moves that they made in the offseason have just worked out, man. Um, yeah. Otto Porter um, right. is working yeah. out good for them. Um, Jordan Poole is better right. than he was last year. Uh, Wiggins is, has another year in the system. Wiggins looks a little better this year. And, you know, at some point they're getting Clay Thompson back. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, very yeah. impressive, man. Yeah, shout out to, really? uh, shout out to, shout out to Otto Porter, uh, uh, Lil Will Chamberlain. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Will. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like, when somebody seen it, seen that meme, I like, this I cannot unsee this. Right? I cannot unsee yeah. this, bro. Yeah. I was like, yo, this is so wow. You can't tell me otherwise. That's what we're trying to do. Who right. right. knows? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, and I actually had um, I, I actually obviously I had Cleveland uh, what they're doing because um, they were another team that in November they had a hard start and I figured they had a hard start in twenty twenty. So yeah, and I thought it'd be died down by now. And what they've done now, you know, you know, nineteen and twelve, um, solid. Like you said, nice. Um, exp- you know, have they got the youth and they got the experience um yeah you know so yeah this is you know like what what um what old boy from from um michigan the whole uh, the coach from in the university of richmond um uh no beeline john beeline yeah man so yeah and like you said that's um you didn't making that switch you know obviously with um a bigger staff, and then also, like you say, Golden State, yeah, they kind of overachieved just the simple fact of you know coming off the you know being in the playoffs with because they, they well, they they made the play in but lost, right? right. So, you know, you figure hey, they, you know, they kind of they might you know get a little bit better, but like you said, right. what they've done now, and then you look at like what guys like what Jordan Poole is doing, I think he's been balling. Um, just like you said, everybody, it's their whole combination. And then once they get everybody back, you look at if they get you know Wiseman should be back, and then Clay, and you know get them back at, at um. And I like how they kind of progressing. You know they're not rushing them back, so that's right, another right, kind right, of a good right, thing. Right. I like what they doing with right. that, where you know they really necessarily they need them, but they they gonna like they progress them through. Right. They can wait on it, and they you know keep that chemistry going. And then also another team I kind of that's been doing pretty good this year too. That that overchief was Phoenix. The Phoenix were kind of one of those ones. If we look at, like, from an NFL sense, where we always look at uh, 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 NBA Finals hangover, I definitely thought Phoenix was going to be kind of one of those teams that was going to have like one of a hangover. And then also, you know, with Booker missing some time, um, you know, a few weeks ago. So you just look at the fact that they're, you know, they're actually currently because my, um, yeah, they're number one in the East. I mean, in the West because they're twenty five and five. So, yeah, yeah so, no, they they and they start off one and three too. That's the other thing too. Right. I mean, they've been they've they've been they they've they've been on they've they've been on fire, man. Like um, um, I would say right now, not knowing what Clay is going to give them, I would probably make them slight favorites to come out the West. 
Yeah, because like you said, even with that, you know, they still, you know, you're hoping that you get, even you get Clay, you know, you know, yeah. 70, 80 percent of Clay is pretty good, you know, added to yeah. this team here. So yeah, you definitely take that. So before we get into our underachievers, I'll be right back, all right, all good, bro. All right, so before we get. So before we get into our under um, to our underachievers, we definitely gotta give a huge shout out to uh, Bet US. Um, they're pretty much um, they have the fastest payouts in the industry, and they do offer you one hundred twenty five percent off. Well, no, one hundred twenty five percent ah sign up bonus when you sign up. So use our promo code off the ball in all caps um, at sign up. So don't forget to head on to betus.com. Use our promo code off the ball. And you get your 125% sign up bonus. So think about it like this. Put a hundred in there, they give you they give you $125. Simple math. So, you know, so fellas, let's get into that. Let's get into our underachievers, teams that we kind of, you know, at, at this stretch is our underachievers. I'm gonna go with you first, JB. Your underachiever. So <sighs> My underachiever so far. Um, I mean, man, where where can I begin, man? Um, ooh, I would say I'm gonna start in the East. Um, I would say that the Celtics have been kind of underachievers to me. Like, I don't know what's wrong with them, and I don't want to write them off because they do have some high end talent or whatever. But it's just the kind of games that they lose, like. They lost the game to San Antonio where they don't score a point the last three minutes and San Antonio ends the game on like a, something like a 15 nothing run. It's just something seems off with them. And it seems something has seemed off with them ever since they got back from the bubble. Yeah. Um, so that's one team that I think has been kind of an underachiever. Um, we already kind of delved into like the, the Lakers and the Hawks. So I'm not going to mention them. Another team that I think has, uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say a team here. I'm going to say a player. I've been really disappointed with how Julius Randle has played this year. I think yeah. Julius Randle has not played well this year. Um, he's shooting a lot of threes, which I don't think is good for him. He also, I think teams have actually kind of gotten smart because he he generally goes to his left and they're defending strong. So, I mean, he just does not look like the same player. I mean, like he was a legit like top five finisher in MVP last year. I don't even think that he's an all NBA player this year. I don't think that you can put him on a first team, second tier, or third team at the moment right now. So he's been a, a big time underachiever to me, Julius Randle. And uh, yeah, and I would also say out west, I would say the Mavericks. Um, now, the thing about the Mavericks that I think is really interesting is that, like, I think that they gave the wrong guy the coaching job. Jason Kidd's not a good coach. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, he's not. I mean, I understand that he's one of the best point guards of all time, but he's just not a good coach. Remember when Dallas used to actually have a good offense when Rick Carlisle was there with the same personnel. Yeah. And now yeah. it just seems like they struggle to score the basketball. And it's kind of like, yeah, man. Um, yep. Dallas to me has been kind of a big, disappointment. um, do, do you think that Rick Carlisle like did this on purpose? Cause he actually, the whole Jamal Mosley thing, I felt bad for him because I think that he saw Jamal Mosley as a threat because Jamal Mosley was really close to Luka. And he just yeah. tells Mark Cuban his way out, like, you know, Mark, you should really hire Jason Kidd, man. I think he's the right man for the job. Do you think that Rick Carlisle just fucked the Mavericks over on purpose, knowing that Jason Kidd was going to fuck them over? Do you think Rick Carlisle did that? I think that there's a chance that he did it. Me and my friend were talking about, I just honestly think that, like, Rick Carlisle was like, man, I don't like how this ended. I'm just going to. Even though I won a championship with these guys, I'm just gonna I'm gonna screw them up. Yeah, Mark, the, Mark, hire hire Jason Kidd if you know he's the right man for the job. Right. And Rick Carlisle's probably like in Indiana right now laughing. Exactly. Yeah. But you know what's funny because we talked about that because remember when Jason Kidd was in Milwaukee and we used to talk about this all the time, like how you know it, as far as offense being vanilla and pretty much old fashioned. We talked yeah. about it even back in the day. You see how, remember, they were like an eighth, seventh seed, kind of like on the verge of a playoff team back then. And now look what, what they're doing now, which I know. I'm sorry to say. Mr. 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 Mr.
he probably comes up with good de- he comes up with good offensive sets when he's drinking. He probably is like one of those like really creative drinks. It's like, oh man, this is good. I'm gonna do this in the game. Mm. So he probably does that when he's drinking. So yeah, no, Budenholz was a good Budenholzer is a really good offensive coach. It's just like a lot of the stuff that he does. Yeah. And like we said even back then, like yeah, that wasn't a good fit. But yeah, so fresh, what you uh, you're, you're underachiever. This um I spelled underachiever wrong. Lord have mercy. That's why when you when you do a graphics at like six o'clock in the morning, that's what happens. Oh my god. I just realized I misspelled achiever. <laughs> it's all right, we're we gonna make it a new category. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. That Rick Carlisle point won't be too crazy because they, they said that he had a little riff with Cuban over drafted Dennis Smith Jr. It was reported that he didn't want him, so he kind of sabotaged some things after that, so I don't know. But Rick Carlisle is part of my underachievers, honestly. It, it's really the Pacers. Like, I didn't expect them to be a championship contender, but the Pacers, they're, they're like at the bottom of the East right now, which a winning streak could help that. And they're, they're missing T.J. Warren, but overall they've had Brogdon, they've had Sabonis, Levert has been in or out. But uh, I didn't expect them to be as bad as they are. Um, so Indiana and Dallas for sure. A lot of people are, have talked about Zion's weight issue, but Luke has gotten huge over his four years in the NBA also. So um, the, the team has just made bad move after bad move. They traded Seth Curry for Josh Richardson for some reason. Steph Curry has only gotten better. Uh, they paid Tim Hardaway, and Tim Hardaway never plays well after he gets paid. They, they haven't really added to the team. So, that you know, Dallas has just been weird, and a lot of people have started crowning Luka the best player in the NBA or thought that he was going to make it known that he was the best player in the league this year, and that just really hasn't happened. So Dallas and Indiana have both been – underachievers to me but like you said we you could say the lakers you could say the hawks you could say the knicks uh this year I, I agree with that celtics thing i think the celtics the celtics have been a weird situation overall because brad stevens was just giving the president a basketball operations job for some reason like he won a championship or something i never understood why he just was giving that job but i mean they still have the same issues that they've always had they don't have a point guard marcus smart is starting point guard um they traded Campbell for Al Horford, which, I mean, Al Horford isn't bad, but it hasn't really helped them either. Their bench is terrible so far right now. Uh, with, they're playing Pritchard and Romeo Langford. And, uh, uh, Pritchard's, Pritchard's been dogging it this year. He's like, last time I checked, he was like shooting 33, 34% from the field. Yeah. yeah. He, he left all his points in Portland when he scored 90 in the Pro-Am up there. Cause <laughs> he, 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 I don't think he scored 90 points combined all year. So the Celtics have been – they, they've been a weird situation, especially because you do have Tatum and Jalen Brown. So it's like those are good building blocks. So, um, but yeah, it, it's been a few different <laughs> underachievers throughout the league. <laughs> yeah, it's a few, like you said. Um, yeah, especially like uh, we talked about like Indiana. I definitely thought they were going to be kind of a team, like you said, at least above 500, like kind of hovering, but they 13 and 19. Um, Actually, a team that's similar record-wise, uh, 13-19, the Portland Trailblazers. It's literally Rip City, literally. Yeah, um, <laughs> where it's just like it's to a point. I, I feel so bad for Chauncey, Chauncey Billups, and just, you know. And that necessarily – I hate that. I'm going to take that back because he kind of caught this on himself too. So a lot of it kind of is, is doing as well. And- so and, 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 and they fired and, and and they fired their GM too or whatever. No right. O'Shea. Like so I mean like right. and then they want fifty million dollars a year. It's a lot of stuff going on there. And, and then obviously, you know, with CJ McCullum injured, well, his you know, the, the lung situation. And just the fact that they're 13 and 19, they're another team that even if if the season ended the day, they wouldn't even make the play in. So right. oh, yeah. that's and, a disappointing team, yeah. And they got uh they got destroyed by New Orleans last night too minus 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 Zion and his three hundred and thirty pounds. Yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm a New Orleans Pelicans fan, so I'm I've been I've been making <laughs> a lot of like Zion fat jokes recently. So he he gonna be all right. when he get when he get on his feet he gonna lose that weight. I mean well I mean like I mean what I mean he looks like he looks like he's like trying out for like the New Orleans Saints. I mean bro recently. 
Yeah, because when he did the U- UC- USC game, I, I thought he played football for, for USC for real when I seen him. I thought he was a line, um, offensive lineman. I like, oh, I like, that's wild. And then um, in the East, um, the New York Knicks, I definitely thought, I'll put it this way, I figured they were going to be a team that was going to probably compete for that seventh, eighth slot or whatever this and third. But they were 12th in the East. And like you said, and like you said, a lot of teams, you know, you know, the Kimball Walker experience has failed tremendously. Um, and, he, you know, also like Julius Randle, like he hasn't been the same since the playoffs. What, what did y'all, what y'all do to that boy? I mean, I, 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 I blame, I, I blame Thibs, man. Thibs like yeah, fucking like played you. him like 42 minutes a game. Oh, he run you. Oh, yeah, we know. Yeah, we know. He run you. That's the hit running to the ground. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Derek Rose has had all these knee surgeries. You know what we should do? We should play on 45 minutes a game. But, yeah, you think about a lot of those guys, like especially the, those Bulls players back in the day. What? Yeah. We should. All playing 40. All, yeah. You look at that. They're all hurting right now. Jimmy, Jimmy Bro. <laughs> right. Ta- Jimmy, Ta- Ta- Jimmy the last battle. Todd Ta- Ta- Gibson, I, I'm surprised he's still in the league, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> every yeah, time I look, I'm like, man. Yeah. Yo, poor yo, Kim Noah was never the same after he won uh, Defensive Player of the Year. <laughs> yo, shout out to uh, – yeah, so, yeah, that's yeah, – it's crazy. But, um, yeah, man, it is it is a trip. Like, you look at these teams and, you know, what we kind of thought that they were going to be at a certain point in the season and, you know, they really haven't lived up to that expectation. So, tell us one more final topic before we head on out tonight. I need a hot take for the month of January. What's going to happen um, in the beginning, of, uh, in the top of 2022? It's hard to say that. Because now, like, right. oh, 2022, like, oh, my God. Like, All right, I wow. got a hot take. Hot take, is, All right. uh, hot take is Clint comes back healthy and the Warriors don't lose a game. In January, <laughs> that's okay. what we're right now. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> All right, you got one, JB. A hot take for January. Oh, hot take, hot, 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 hot take for January. Uh, my hot take for January is that uh, the Heat weather the storm. The Heat weather the storm, and uh, by the time they get Jimmy Butler and Bound back, they're um, in prime position to get the number one seed in the East. Oh, and oh, one more hot take too. My other hot take: uh, DeRozan keeps on playing well, and he ends up being an MVP finalist. Yeah, big time, big time. Yeah, um, guys, I think, I think, I think the Bulls gonna keep um, keep doing their thing. I think they're gonna by the end of January, they will claim that top spot in the Eastern Conference. Right once again, shout out to Kobe White. Shout out to nephew for, for that dunk on LeBron. I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. He, he, he's like, LeBron's going to come get this I was like, oh. <laughs> Bro, I'm telling you, I got so hyped when I seen that. I was like, dog. I was like, yo, this is wild. Yeah, I was like, do not. That. Yeah, don't trade little Kobe away now. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that to me. <laughs> I need that for that. But, yeah. So, fellas, let's put a ball on this week's uh, Couch Coach Live, the NBA, with well, a December NBA um, progress report. So, I'm going to go around the horn. Um, social media, upcoming projects, what you got? Uh, JB, what you got? I have no social media at the moment. Um, I feel like every time I come on here, I keep on saying I'm going to, okay, all right, uh, I'm going to, the next time I come on the show, I'll have an Instagram. But at the moment, I'm not on Facebook. I'm, I'm, I'm just chilling. I'm living my best life without social media. <laughs> yeah fresh what what you guys got going um just look just want everybody to go to the youtube follow the youtube page and search the hoopers pod on youtube uh you can follow us on twitter at hoopers pod um of course you know every monday we we're on at 3 p.m on the nothing but net channel through the dash radio app and uh, every Wednesday, uh, we catch us on the halftime app at 6 p.m. for uh, the Hoopers uh, room. 
Yeah, man, I definitely need to get back on there, especially now. Yeah, on Wednesdays, I gotta remember to do that. I can, I, and like I said, I have neglected have time, like, and it's so sad. But yeah. I, that's gonna be my New Year's resolution. Back to halftime, yeah, we 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 yeah. going strong every Wednesday, so we always put together just like thirty minute world. We're not in there too long. Yeah, talk, yeah. Talk get out of there. Yeah. Um. Wow. A lot of stuff going on. Facebook. Twitter, Instagram on the Couch Coach Live. Check out the podcast on um, anywhere you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, you name it, we're there. Um, we got a Christmas Day special at 10 a.m. Um, we'll pre preview in the Christmas Day games. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. That'll be um, Christmas Day at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Let's see. So, Couch Coach Live business is done. The 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 that one's done. Then now we got the Washington Football Guys podcast on Friday nights. This Friday we won't be on. This Friday we'll but we'll be on on Sunday at six p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, me and my guy Rob from the Football Chill podcast uh, will be there to do the pregame. Um, see you Sunday. Our NFL pre- preview show. That's actually going to be this Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, for Christmas. And I think and then Overreaction Monday, um, Mondays, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But, yeah, that, that's it for me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I had to think about it. Like, I need to, I need to write this type. I need to write right. this stuff down. I write everything I else down. Do I? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just <laughs> right. And, but, hey. It's fun though, you know. You know, exactly, that's the good right. thing about it, right? It's it's the you know, fun thing, and yeah, but most definitely. So um, that, and then yeah, that, that's just everything for that's concerned. But yeah, man. So once again, appreciate um you fellas coming on tonight for this week's Couch Coach Live, man. And uh, this is this is the last Couch Coach Live before Christmas. Um, obviously we do the Christmas show and and on um on Saturday, but yeah, um, definitely once again, um. Everybody who's listening, have a Merry Christmas. Have a safe, enjoy this holiday with your friends and family and enjoy every moment of it. And, you know, yeah. So, for the fellas, man, this has been this week's Couch Coach Live, man. We will catch you guys next week, and we are out. All right.